Over the next couple of weeks, the question, is organic conversion an option for your farm, will be explored at a series of seminars running up and down the country. There's one happening locally at Kildalton next week. And to hear all the details, I'm joined by Arla Walsh of Chagask. Arla, you're going to be busy. We are, Matt. We are. Um, look, we'll have a busy few weeks ahead, but we're looking forward to it. Um, I suppose the background to myself, I'm a newly appointed organic advisor covering the Kilkenny Waterford region. Um, interest has been good. Like you said, we have our upcoming information meeting in Kildalton next Tuesday night. So that's Tuesday the 23rd at 7pm in Kildalton. In that, we'll be discussing the new organic farming scheme, the steps to conversion, the interactions between the organic farming scheme and acres, and also the from a sustainability side, um, what maybe it would mean for your farm to switch to organic farming. Yeah, as a general observation, before we get into the details of the seminar, Orla, would it be fair to suggest that for a, a lot of farmers, the jump to organics wouldn't be an enormously high uh, or challenging jump that, you know, with a few tweaks to the system over a couple of years, the conversion could be could be fairly smooth. Correct, Matt. Yeah. For a lot of farmers, the, the transition to organic is extremely smooth because practically they're farming organically already, reducing your, your chemical input. So a lot of farmers last year went down that route when the when the cost of fertilizer, you know, rose, that they looked at alternatives. They looked at reducing fertilizer and going that route practically don't use chemicals as it is, no pesticides, herbicides. So they're practically already there. So they may as well be recognized for it. So it probably is is the biggest concern that a lot of farmers would have is how will I grow my grass without without an input? But, you know, slurry and farming manure are the key inputs there. And a lot of organic farmers are doing it very successfully, I suppose. What considerations do you need to, to consider if you are thinking of, of organic farming? Stocking rate. So maybe look, maybe you do need to reduce your stocking rate slightly to adjust your system to, to grow an organic enterprise. Soil fertility is obviously key, whether you're a conventional or organic farmer, it's it starts in the ground. So having your soil fertility correct and, you know, lime and things like that are still permitted. It's very easy to, to do it well as an organic farmer with good soil fertility. And farmed manure is one of the key things that will improve your your soil fertility. And, you know, it's a, it's a homegrown source of fertilizer. Housing requirements is probably another consideration. So in organics, the requirement is for a 50% solid straw bedded floor. So you can't have animals on 100% slats. So for example, a cow has a requirement of six meters squared. So three meters of that must be provided by a solid straw bedded floor. So three meters can be slats, but three meters must be solid. So I suppose that's a consideration that some farmers considering organics will have to look at. Maybe the housing will need to be modified slightly. But if that is, you know, under the organic capital investment scheme, which is the times for organic farmers, they can qualify for up to a 60% grant to do these modifications. So the options are there. The veterinary is a key thing as well. There probably is a misconception in, in organics that, oh, you know, how will I treat a sick animal? If an animal is sick in organics, it's treated the same way as if it was in conventionally. Animal welfare is key and forefront. It is permitted to use a veterinary treatment. So for example, if an animal is sick, it is allowed a full course of antibiotics to restore it to full health without losing its organic status for beef production and two, if it's if it's a milking cow. So the options are there. It's not, it's not as restrictive as, as I suppose it needs to be. 
the options are there. And I suppose the key thing for anyone considering going organic is to speak to either your local advisor or myself as someone that's already organically farming. So we had a very successful walk uh, at the end of last month out on, in Cuffs Grange on the Sheehan's farm. So they are farming organically since 2005 and we covered the housing requirements, fodder budgets and growing an organic cereal crop. And that was very well supported. We've got a lot of traction from that and people inquiring, which is great. But something like that is key for someone considering organic is to go and speak to someone that's already doing it to get that bit of confidence that you need that you can farm organically and do it very successfully. Yeah, that in itself uh, proves that it's a practical proposition, uh, people who have been doing it over a long period of time, because I, I would have had at the back of my mind uh, issues around the lack of ability to use crop protectants or weed control in grassland or whatever. But these are not insurmountable challenges, obviously. They're not. And if you speak to any organic farmer, they'll say it is a mindset change and you will you will have a certain element of weeds in terms of a crop like you mentioned there the variety type is very important when you're selecting a variety that you select a good resistant variety so that's again is where it's very important to speak to your advisor and in terms of grassland there's plenty of other options rather than just reaching for the chemical option the whole time so you have mechanical options and you're also using your livestock to mix grazing and things like that to overcome the weed burden but you know, a certain element of weeds is, is normal and in some cases, you know, a lot of organic farmers would say it's an indication of what's going on in the soil underneath. So they wouldn't fear a weed. It usually is, is kind of an indication for a farmer of maybe what the soil is lacking or what the soil needs in that sense. But it, it, isn't, it isn't a huge issue in terms of weeds and also rotations and things like that would, would, be, a key issue, would be a key tool for an organic farmer that you're, you're utilising your rotations on the farm to overcome a weed burden that you have a good rotation in place and you have a plan. So a lot of farmers would would have grow a crop intermediate to break the cycle maybe of a weed and that works very well. Same way a lot of farmers will be going down the route of the red clover in terms of building soil fertility and that's a huge benefit for, for farmers and even say for someone that's considering going into organic tillage you know if you have red clover for a year or two and then go with your, your tillage crops or something like maybe wheat it's known that it does help to, to increase the yield because you do have the soil fertility built up there. Yeah, and of course, with the increasing adoption of red clover and white clover and multi-species swords, you're no longer going to be looking at that uh, pure sweep of ryegrass in any case on, on very many farms. Tell me now, this, this meeting, uh, the local one, Tuesday the 24th, Kildalton Agricultural College, starting at 7pm, one of the big topics to be considered in any farming uh, enterprise, uh, no, 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 no more or less with organics, is financial considerations. Is it a paying proposition, Arla? It is, Matt. It is. The drivers of the growth in organics has been a number of things and the scheme is definitely one of them. So we expect the scheme to open in early November for applications this year. We're still waiting on confirmation of a date. The budget this year allocated 57 million to the organic farming scheme alone, which reflects the extraordinary level of interest that's in this scheme. A key thing to, to get the message across is that if you decide to go down the route of organic farming and, and apply for the organic farming scheme, the money that you receive under the organic farming scheme is an ex, a completely separate payment to your base, your Chris and all other aid that you may be receiving from the department. So it is a separate payment. It's an additional payment and it's a five year scheme. So you're signing up for a five year commitment, but the payment rates are very good. So, for example, Matt, for a dry stock farmer, 
the payment rate up to 70 hectares is 300 euro a hectare in years one and two. And then in years three to five, that's 250 euro a hectare post-conversion. For tillage, it's 320 euro a hectare and 270 post-conversion. Dairy, 350 a hectare, 300 post-conversion. And for anyone in, in horticulture or considering an organic horticulture, the payment is exceptional. So 800 euro a hectare in years one and two and three and 600 euro a hectare in years three to five. So I suppose just to explain maybe what I mean there by post-conversion is in organics, it, it takes two years to become fully organic. So the first two years you're known as in conversion. So basically what that means is you're adjusting your land, you're adjusting your livestock and you're adjusting your management systems that you are becoming an organic farmer. So it takes two full years before you are fully certified as an organic farmer. Now in years one and two, you can you can still supply in conversion stock or, or, or crops in that sense, but it's in year three that you are fully organic. So how you, you go about that process then is you sign up with one of the organic certification bodies. So we have the Irish Organic Trust Association or Organic Trust. So they're the two certification bodies in Ireland. And what they do is they look, look after the certification and inspection side of things. So you sign up with those and they they monitor your progress. And basically there's paperwork required there similar to if you were in Borbia. And then... After you do your two years in conversion, you are fully organic in year three. So I suppose just to get it across there, it runs like a calendar year. So for anyone that's considering going into the scheme this year, they will be beginning their organic conversion on the 1st of January 2024 if they're accepted. And of course, there is the hope, though historically maybe not no certainty, that there'll be a, a bonus, a premium, if you like, for produce produced under under organic status. Yeah, there is, Matt, exactly. So you'd expect 15 to 20% of a premium on their produce. And I suppose just to mention there, like Borbia have taken on Emmett Doyle in the organic side of things and he, he's done great work and they continue to do it to promote Irish produce and increase the market that, that is there. Because I suppose it will be concern for a lot of people, you know, is there a market? And there is a market, I suppose, if you watch the... The organic marts that have increased in popularity around the country, the, the organic stock are trading very well. So the demand is there. And we imagine going forward that that should increase as, as numbers increase within, this, within the participation in the scheme. Certainly the hope there with increasing scale. And uh, Just a detail on that meeting at uh, Kildalton or indeed any of the other meetings. Do you need to register or can you just turn up on the evening? No need to register, Matt. So you can just turn up on the evening in Kildalton at seven o'clock in the college in the in the main um, building. It'll take place there. So like I said, we'll have an overview of the organic farming scheme, what's involved in the steps to conversion, required changes in management. So I suppose not to fear that there isn't too many, like you said earlier on. A lot of farmers are practically on the route anyway, so they may as well be acknowledged as an organic farmer and benefit from the scheme or just see maybe maybe what changes are required. We'll also have an overview of the interactions between the acre scheme and the organic farming scheme. So the acre scheme is due to open in the coming weeks as well as you know, and you know, you can be in both and you can benefit financially from being in both. So there's there's good options there. So that's well worth worth, worth hearing about as well. And also we will have an overview of the sustainability of an organic farmer in terms of the new signpost program so my colleague Patrick Dunphy will be in attendance and he'll do an overview of the signpost program and maybe what it would mean as an organic farmer in that scenario so basically from a financial point of view 
what you'd be saving and also from an environmental point of view, the, the, the changes that you'd make and what that would mean in terms of sustainability. So an interesting evening, um, open to to everyone. Everyone is welcome. And it's for, for anyone really that is is interested in organic farming and, and just wants to learn a little bit more. So maybe, maybe you, you know, maybe you're not ready to go into the into the organic system this year, but even next year, you know, it's 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 always good to do your homework and prepare. Absolutely, well worth exploring. Arla Walsh, uh, special dedicated uh, organic officer with Chagas, thank you very much for joining me on the farm show.